0: I don't have time to exercise today. I don't have time to pray and meditate today. I don't have time to fill in the blank. It would be so easy for me to say that with three kids, two infants and a, and, and a six year old, but then who who am I going to be for myself and others if I keep putting myself on the back burner?
1: Hey guys, welcome to another week of funny business. Today with me, I have Carrie Tepedino. Carrie, how are you?
0: I'm so good. I'm excited about this this conversation. We've already connected in the funnest, craziest ways uh, before we hit record. So I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, it turns out that both Carrie and my grandpas were both in the Italian mob back in the day. <laughs> so who
0: knew? <laughs> Mine was so low, he was such a little boy, I don't think he had uh, a lot of knowing what was happening.
1: Sure, sure, and yeah, obviously there's no way for us to actually prove whether or not my grandpa was in the, in the mob, but hmm. <laughs> <laughs> highly, <laughs> highly likely. <laughs> Anyway, Carrie, why don't you tell the fans what exactly what's your company named and what service do you provide to the world?
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'm very excited to be here. So CarrieTepadino.com is our brand and I'm the CEO and founder of the One Thought Away Project. And with the One Thought Away Project, what we really focus on is Supporting In our programs, we support women, but this conversation is for all people. This is men and women because the strategies are the same and it really starts with how are you thinking? So the good question to ask ourselves and the good fight to fight is what kind of life do you really want to create for yourself? Like what is that vision, that dream, that goal? And what we help people do is really understand it's first starting in the way that you think. So you're one thought away. You're one thought away from being happy today or not. You're one thought away from being healthy or not. You're one thought away from getting closer to that dream or that vision, that goal or not, right? And so we go deep into strategy with mindset mastery, emotional mastery, relationship to self to really empower people to understand that, of course, you can have the life that you want. Just are you committed? You're either committed or not committed, right?
1: Oh, well, that sounds wonderful, and I'm really interested to see how you get how you got there. So, t- tell me a little bit. Uh, Where did you grow up, and what was your childhood like?
0: My, my childhood was a little funny. So I, I grew up in the military. So I'm a military, I guess you would say I'm a military brat. And uh, my dad was Air Force. So we we actually jumped around a lot. I'm from Northern California is where I grew up, where I have a huge Irish family that I already shared with you. But then I jumped around like every three or four years, we got restationed. And so I spent some time in Oklahoma. I spent some time in Europe. We, we were stationed in Germany for a while. And then we came back to the States and then pretty much in Northern California is where I was and lived in Hawaii on and off for some time. And then after college, went to the Peace Corps. (laughs) I've had a very colorful life. I went to the Peace Corps and uh, I taught English, conversation English in a very small fishing village on the Baltic coast of Poland for two years. And then came back to the States, moved to Southern California where I'm at now.
1: Wow, you really have been all over.
0: Oh, you you know what? It's so funny. I have the funniest life. Sometimes I, you know, I used to not even talk about it because it sounds like a, I'm like, it sounds like a children's story. Like I was, I worked on a whale watching boat. I was in the Peace Corps. I was a blackjack dealer in Tahoe. I, you know, I've had all these amazing amazing crazy jobs and opportunities i've traveled so much and so it's like i remember it was probably like when i was in college i realized i was i was not sharing all my stories and and my whole life because it seemed so out there so it wasn't your normal your normal life, but, you know, I'm so blessed because really probably being in the military, my dad being in the military, I got used to jumping around and it wasn't hard for me to go create adventure because I was used to it.
1: How did you get started doing this One Thought Away thing then?
0: Yeah, so then what happened is like most of your, you know, most of your friends that you probably have on here that are doing personal development work, I had that chapter in my life where it was a really hard chapter. and. And my confidence was down. I didn't feel good about myself. And for me, the way that it showed up is it showed up in an eating disorder. And so it was It was actually post Peace Corps. And i had already moved to Southern California and I was working in the corporate world. It was before I had this business. I've had this business about 20 years now. So this is a while ago. And I remember I had a delivery, a project to deliver, and I was really stressed about it. And I remember driving home that night, I was gonna deliver it the next day. And I had my hands on the wheel and I'm driving home and I'm saying to myself, don't stop at the store, Carrie, don't stop at the store, Carrie. And because and, I knew stopping at the store, what I would do, I'd buy all my comfort foods, is the way I checked out, numbed out, and escaped from stress. And, of course, I end up at when I got into the neighborhood, I I end up in front of the store and I say, I go in this time is going to be different, you know, and I'm walking up and down the aisle and I'm filling my cart with all my comfort foods. This time it's going to be different and paid for the groceries, got him home. And as I'm unpacking the groceries, I I come to the peanut butter jar and I, you know, unscrew the blue lid and I peel back the silver foil and I'm just going to have one bite because I haven't had dinner yet and it's getting late. One bite turns into two, two turns into three. And then when my spoon hits the bottom of that peanut butter jar, my heart breaks again because once again, I had broken trust in myself. And for me, I was also a purger. So I would try to purge it out, which never really works. And so I, I remember trying to purge it out and I was laying, crying on my cold, white tile bathroom floor and i realized in that moment that i was actually slowly killing myself and it was the first time it really hit me and the reason is is because my my heart was racing and i knew enough about health to know my electrolytes had become imbalanced and i had a girlfriend from college whose mom died of an eating disorder because her organs failed and so it, i had this personal connection of oh my gosh this is what i'm doing to myself And it was, it was a defining moment for me. It was like, okay, get up, you know, turn this, turn this around, either keep doing what you're doing and literally slowly ruin your life or turn this around. And so something inside of me, thank God, something inside of me was strong enough to wake up. And I went and I traveled the world. I studied with monks. And they taught me breath work. They taught me meditation. I went to India. I studied under an Indian doctor for a month straight, 12 hours a day. And he downloaded to me Ayurveda, which is, you know, an ancient, ancient wisdom about health and wellness. And, wow. and I cracked the code, thank goodness on, on healing. And, um, and I felt a personal responsibility now that I've, crack this code, I felt responsible to share it with other people because I know, I know there's other people that are in that depressive state as well, but they don't know how to get out. And so Mm -hmm. food might not be their go-to, but it might be alcohol, might be shopping, might be social media, might be medic, medicated or uh, recreational drugs. You know, we all have some vice unless we do the presence work to stay with Getting comfortable being uncomfortable, decharging those feelings of stress and anxiety and worry and whatever it is, so that we don't need to check out, escape, or numb out anymore. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. That's so interesting. That is <laughs> I quite know the that's journey. Inspired, right? Yeah. It, I mean, obviously, I mean, it has to start with the brain because if it doesn't start there, it's, it's not going to manifest throughout the rest of your life. That's wow that just the the sheer amount of journey that you went through to to get through that struggle is absolutely commendable not many people have the the dedication to go seek out experts in various parts of the world much less their own area
0: i felt like i didn't really have a choice you know it's either like when you get to those moments in your life and for me it looked that way but for some of our friends who are listening it could be a bankruptcy That you're experiencing. It could be a a nasty divorce. It could be, God forbid, the loss of a loved one or a scary diagnosis. Like, we all have those moments that could catapult us into exponential growth or not, depending on what we choose to do in those moments. Like, none of us are gonna escape life happening. It doesn't matter how rich, beautiful, skinny, successful, funny, smart, it doesn't matter how awesome you are, life happens to all of us, you know, whether it's the car breaks down on the freeway in a storm or, you know, whatever, the bankruptcy or whatever, life happens. So it's not about life not happening, but it's about who are you going to be in the face of adversity? And do you have the skills to weather whatever that is?
1: Yeah. Sorry. You've just got me very, very introspective of, of my own life, honestly. Let's get personal.
0: I'm um... coming up for you. Let's go <laughs>
1: <laughs> Both of my parents got a cancer diagnosis back in December and then broke up with a woman that I absolutely loved back in February, and then there was some struggles I was having some with uh, some really close friends that I felt like, uh, if, if they didn't know that I wasn't trying to come off that way, then they probably didn't know me at all. So, I mean, those are the three things that really make up a man's life, you, you, your romantic life, your family life, and your, your, your friends and work life. So, yeah, all three of those things kind of crumpled down at, uh, at the same time, and I, I myself went to therapy for a lot of those things. And it's just really interesting to see the, the different paths that you can get to the same outcome. I'll put it that way.
0: Here's a cool thing to think about this though. So I was leading a woman's retreat. It's part of our, it's part of our program. I was leading it last weekend. And um and and the the through line, the the theme that we were focused on is connection. And because of all the craziness that's happened in the world the past you know 18 months, and a lot of people feel disconnected. I mean, now we're all kind of coming out again, right? Which is great post-COVID or not totally post-COVID, but coming out into the next phase. And I was, I did a training with them on, um, one of the trainings was all about change. And Mm -hmm. when we're in those moments of change, like those transition moments, which you've had since December, a lot of people veer away from change because they equate change to pain. Mm -hmm. But what if? what if we shifted the thoughts, the thoughts around it, we reprogrammed um, our thought processes around change, and instead of equating it to pain, we equated it to opportunity. Then what gets to happen from that place is something completely different. You know, like, for example, um, the breakup with the woman that you really care about. So what if What if there was a different or another relationship already waiting for you? It's already in escrow for you, right? And and you wouldn't be able to even see that if you were in this other relationship. And, you know, I don't know anything about your relationship, but I'm just putting this out here as examples. You know, what if someone we care about has a really scary diagnosis, but what if it's the wake-up call that brings our family closer together for the time that we have? You know, that, that happened with my dad too. My dad passed away of cancer and my stepdad who raised me since I was three, my biological dad is still alive and kicking in Hawaii, but what if, you know, so that opened up a whole new level of connection with my dad, my stepdad, before he passed away and conversations were had that were really important and really beautiful and special and sacred. And so it's like, was it fun? No. <laughs> yeah. but, but did it open something else up along this journey of life? Yes, absolutely.
1: Do you feel like those, those two sources, the, between studying with the doctor in India and, and the other things that you did to help overcome your own uh, trial, do you feel like that's the majority of where you discovered your insights from or was there additional... Are there other places that you've discovered insights as well?
0: Oh man, the whole journey, right? But so so when people ask me like, well, how you know, how did you get to where you are today? I have the certification. So I've done like the deep study. I'm a holistic health practitioner, a biodynamic, I'm a cranial sacral therapist, which is trauma mm-hmm. resolution, you know, certified counselor of nutrition. Like I've done all of that. And that was really powerful and really helpful to give me skills and knowledge. But the real, the real learning did come from being in the trenches, you know, Mm -hmm. like being in that personal experience myself, I feel like is where, where that exponent, because those are the raw moments, right? We learn a lot in school. We learn a lot that way, but those raw moments where you're in it yourself and it's, it's a it's like the self-mastery moments. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's where my my big training came in. And and yeah, I mean, I just mentioned a few of them to you, but of course, like I've had the difficult, I mean, if you want a difficult relationship moment, I'll share this with you guys since we're getting deep and personal. So um, not my husband, but I was engaged before. This is probably like 15 years ago and five months before the wedding i found another woman's underwear in my bed <laughs> and uh and i was helping raise three little girls i mean so i walked away basically walked away from my family and it's like those moments like we have a choice you know the, that moment gave me a huge opportunity to scale and and really get to know myself on a whole new level. So the life I have now didn't come easy by any means. It did not come easily. And, and it could have, I could have easily, I could have easily stayed in the dumps. I could have easily stayed with 50 extra pounds on me. I could have easily said, what's the point? I'm never going to love again. I could have easily done all those things, but but then the then the question starts to become well what's what's more painful is it more painful to stay in the pain or is it more or is it more painful to do whatever you can to shift and change and for me staying in that pain was far more uncomfortable thinking that that was going to be my forever life that was far more uncomfortable than just picking myself up off that bathroom floor and doing whatever it took
1: having gone through a divorce myself it absolutely makes a lot of sense that uh, mine was not like yours but wow i can't even imagine how hard that must have been yeah it was
0: it was horrible and it was a great wake-up call as to why do i keep attracting this like why do i keep creating this right? And so um, in those moments, it's a great opportunity to not point outwards, but take that finger and point it back to yourself and say, what am I the source of? So we are the source of everything. We're the source of all the results we're getting in our life right now and all the results we're not getting, right? And so then it's like, well, then who do I get to? Who am I going to choose to become? Who am I blessed that I get to become? And, And those moments, those moments are those are big turning point moments that we get to have.
1: Okay, so what do you feel like were some of your earliest business mistakes and what did you learn from those?
0: So, my business so, what we do is so, I had a brick and mortar in Southern California for, I don't know, maybe 10 years where I did holistic health. You know, I did body work, but I did coaching, I did nutritional work, I did the trauma resolution work. And then I, I, met a new group of friends who were wildly successful online, you know, multiple seven figures working in their surf shorts from home and uh, working their own schedules. And I was like, what is this business model? I've never seen this business model before. And so I figured out how to take a business like mine online mm. and, um, and was able to replace my income within two years. So I was completely virtual within two years. And the biggest mistake that I probably learned al- along the way, I know what it is. The biggest, one of the biggest ones I've learned from is don't overanalyze the decisions, make a decision and then make the decision, right? Because my, the way my brain is wired, I, I can I'm a controller. So I'm a recovery controller that still often likes to control. And then I get to pull myself, harness myself back in. But I used to be much worse at this. I've gotten better after I learned this lesson. But instead of making a decision quickly, I would waste a lot of time and energy making decisions versus just make a decision and then make that decision right Whether you need to course correct, fine. Whether you need to renegotiate that decision, fine, but just get into action. Otherwise what happens is you, I call it the gray vague zone where you Mm -hmm. just kind of spin your wheels and you can lose days and weeks and lots of money in the gray zone versus just Mm -hmm. making a decision.
1: It always seems out there in the world that there's somebody doing basically what we do, but better. And I love the idea that good artists uh, create on their own or they borrow, but great artists steal. So my question is, is what did you steal from someone else for your business and how'd you put your own twist on it?
0: Oh, well, see, I don't think it's really stealing because here's what I believe. I believe there is no new content out there. Everything mm-hmm. has been said before. Everything has been done before. Every, everything has already been done. But what we get to do is come in and put our flair on it. Like, for example, you guys are starting to just get to know me a little bit. And my journey is so different than most other people's journey. So when I deliver content on mindset mastery or emotional mastery, there's just no way that it's going to sound like the next person. Even if even if the concepts that we're teaching are the same, right? Mm-hmm. So um, like, I don't worry about stealing like other people coming in and, and stealing my content or vice versa. I feel like there's so much, so much out there, business out there and people out there to help that it's really about putting your own voice on it. So, you know, I think even like I was listening to a podcast this morning. So every morning I get up and I go run on the beach. I live on the beach. So I go run and and I listen to something that's going to grow me. And um, and even this morning I was listening to, I guess it was audible. It wasn't a podcast and it was about growing your business. And the person was sharing. They're just saying, you know, it's not like if you use something, he was also saying, you're not going to be the first person to do something, right? Pretty much everything's already been done before, but the key is to not plagiarize it. Like that's not cool, right? Mm -hmm. So as we learn new concepts and we learn new things and they become a part of who we are, and then you share them from your own platform with your voice, with your twist, with your strategies laid upon it, that's different than going and lifting somebody else's content completely and reselling it as yours. Like, that's not cool. Like that doesn't, you know, that's, that's totally different. But if you've studied something, like let's say that I've studied mindset from somebody who is wonderful at mindset and Mm. then I have embodied that and it becomes part of my process and it becomes part of my daily rituals and routines. Like that may be shared through my work, but it's going to be shared with my, My twist on it, my flair. One thing I always do do is give credit where credit's due. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, if I learn something very specific from somebody, I'm going to share where I learned it because that's theirs, right? Right. And I think that's really important. And, And not only that, it gives you, not only is it a sign of respect to that person, um, like for example, I'm gonna give an example. So I actually it was just I think it was just this morning. It was this morning or yesterday. So one of my um uh, one of the people I've studied with in the past is Jesse Itzler, who is yeah. Sarah Blakely, who you know, develop spanks, which is important for girls. Um, her husband and I did. I did some training with him, some physical physical fitness training with him, and he taught me something called the 24-hour pie chart and how to manage your time. So when I teach that to my clients, I say, "Oh well, this is what I learned from Jesse Itzler, right?" I just posted to him this morning. I said, "Oh my gosh, I've been teaching the pie chart to my clients. They're loving it." So give credit where credit is due. Even, you know, even if you do put a bit of your flair on it, like I'm not teaching it the same way he is, but still like I pay respect to where it's where I learned it. That also not only gives me a different sense of authority, like wow, she knows Jesse or she knows whomever, right? She studied with this person. I stayed with him in a group of people, it wasn't one-on-one, but it also just it helps build trust in you because people see that you're working from a place of integrity
1: why is it so important to be in the right mindset to lead a business
0: i believe no it doesn't matter if you have the best business strategy on this planet it doesn't matter if you have that It doesn't matter if you have the best relationship strategy finance strategy whatever it is if you haven't done your personal development work when when the tough moment happens the strategy is going to go out the window Right. because it's who are you who are you have you mastered your way of being your way of being is what's going to breathe life into the strategies and so I truly believe our personal development work is the most important work that we could ever do and so when we focus on ourselves, all those buckets in our lives are wealth, our health, our love, all those other buckets get to naturally rise to the next level when we focus on ourselves because we're the common denominator.
1: How do you uh, achieve efficiency for you and your business?
0: Yeah, I don't use the pie chart so much. The pie chart was great to get an I get the pie chart was great in the way of understanding 24 hours is a lot of time. And -hmm. if you manage your time and your energy, well, you can become very efficient at what you get done. Um, so that was something just to lock in like that, that understanding. But what I do is I have rituals that I really stick to. So I have AM and PM rituals. Actually, if people want, we have, um, It's called Own Your Rituals. It's a free gift at our site. So please everybody, I think it's a really important piece to bookend your days in a way that's going to really take care of yourself. Because if you haven't taken care of yourself, it's going to be very hard to take care of your clients or your peers or your children or your spouse or anybody. And so the way I start my day is I start with quiet time. I start with exercise. You know, I eat really well. I ground my energy. I do all of that before I even start to take business calls or meetings or anything like that. And that helps me leverage my time. What I also do during my mornings is I write out my schedule and it's pretty detailed. So from nine to 10, I'm doing this from 10 to 11. I'm focused on this from 11 to 12. So I'm very focused so that I can put blinders on and get stuff done. (laughs) And I also, one thing I do is I schedule in what I call white space which means I'm not jamming my, my calendar up so much that I'm rushed. And then if I miss one of my, my deadlines, I feel like I'm behind the rest of the day, but I give myself more time than I think I'm going to need to get stuff done. And, and you don't, I don't think you know this. And so I know your audience doesn't know this, but I have um, my six-year-old boy who you've heard (laughs) at my door, but then I also have two babies. I mean, I have twins. They're 19 weeks old. So I have a lot going on and I still run a seven figure business. And so I share that because it's really easy to, to, it's really easy to have excuses. It's really easy to have reasons and reasons is, is, another name, a fancy name for an excuse, but it's very easy. It would be so easy for me to say, I don't have time to get to the beach and take my, my, my self-care time. I don't have time to exercise today. I don't have time to pray and meditate today. I don't have time to fill in the blank. It would be so easy for me to say that with three kids, two infants and a a six-year-old but then who, who am I going to be for myself and others if I keep putting myself on the back burner, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not, about, it's not about operating from a cup that is already empty, <laughs> you know, and you're burned out and deflated and fatigued. It's, no. about, it's about filling your cup first so that it's overflowing onto the saucer that it's sitting on. And you can support other people from that overflow is really yeah. how I see it.
1: So how long did it take you to go from like even thinking about starting this business to where you are today?
0: Well, I've been in the industry for about 20 years of personal development and wellness. So I'd been in the space for a long time. And like I said, I, was, I had brick and mortar for about eight years. The last two years I was doing both as I was figuring out the online space and then you know so i've been just online for quite a while and so and i started it from scratch i mean it was just me in the beginning so that's kind of the timeline i think that i think this is what i feel about business if somebody really wants to hit a goal if you want to hit a five figure five figure month or a six figure year or a seven figure year or a seven figure month like whatever it is that you want to hit it is possible it's just it's, it's remembering that you, who you are being is part of that is a, is the biggest part of that equation. And then how are you structuring your life so that you feel as if you're not going to get resentful? Like I'm, I not resentful around, um, oh, I'm not going to be able to have a family because I'm focused on my business or I'm not going to be able to spend time with them or, you know, like we get to design our businesses to fit the lifestyle that we want, it's not, what I'm going to say is a lot of people are living their businesses or growing their businesses and living their lives by default versus designing them. And so that's a choice we get to make, right? It's, it's absolutely a choice that we can all make. But I feel that if you have a desire in your heart, it's there because it's attainable personally and professionally, it's there because it's attainable. So then it's really comes back to that conversation of, are you committed or not committed? You will fall along the way trying to reach it. You will. So just know that and know that nothing's wrong when that happens. And who do you how, who do you get to be in those moments to pick yourself back up and get back on track?
1: What is the biggest challenge in your field that you've had to overcome to date?
0: The biggest challenge, okay, that's pretty easy. So I'm in the personal development space. And so what I would say is, is people understanding that they're worth the investment. So mm-hmm. in this space, like there's a lot of, there, when people first find us, and we've worked with thousands and thousands of women at this point, but this is this pertains to men as well. But when people first find us, there's usually some conversation going on that they haven't yet healed yet from their childhood, usually between zero and eight years old and it might be, I'm too funny, right? I should, um, I should be seen, but not heard or, you know, whatever that conversation was when we were little that we overheard and took on. And when we whittle all that away, it's usually some version of I'm not good enough. Like I'm too funny or I'm too, I'm, I'm too heavy or whatever. Like maybe you weren't the, you were the last one picked for the dodgeball game to the dodgeball team when you were little and you created some story about yourself. Right. And until we heal those pieces of ourselves, it's, it's hard to fully step into the level of success that we could really have and so healing those pieces is really powerful and from the from that place again i truly feel like anything is possible because it's it's that conversation of healer heal thyself first Whatever industry you're in, we are all people of, you know, we're, we're doing some service, whether you're in the financial space, the service-based space, whatever you're doing, you're in some service space, something you're giving to another person, unless you're just making widgets, right? Um, But even from that space, you're still probably managing a team or a budget or being the visionary or whatever that is. And so, you know, again, the personal development work is so powerful. A lot of people think, oh, I'm not worth investing in myself. Oh, I should put this money towards something else. Oh, I should put this time towards something else. I'll get to me later, I'll get to me last. And then there's this gap that, that becomes very hard to close. And then reaching goals is, is nearly impossible is what I've seen. Let me say reaching them and sustaining them becomes very difficult.
1: Okay, so what is it that you like the best? about what you do.
0: Oh, I love, I love what I do. My clients become like family. We often have clients who, even though a program might be a year long program, we have clients who stay with us like five years, three, four, five years, they do oh. become like family. It's amazing to see what happens. They triple their incomes. They lose three, you know, tons of weight if that's necessary for them. We've seen women come off 15 medications because they do their healing work. I mean, it's, it's absolutely mind blowing what happens when people come in and, and do focus on themselves and, and get happy and healthy. And then their lives really start to transform. How do you stay up to
1: date in your industry?
0: What I like to do is I just, I might find a couple people who I respect in my industry and just see what they're doing. But I don't, I don't know. I I'm careful not to follow a lot of people because I want to make sure that my, um, like we were talking about before, I don't think it's like, um, I think it's okay to learn from other people. I will always have mentors in my life. Always, always, I will always invest in mentors. My whole life Has completely transformed and changed because I allow myself to get proper support, but I don't allow myself to get distracted by following a lot of people because then it's, it's almost like too many cooks in the kitchen and then Mm. stuff doesn't get done or you start to just repeat what other people are saying and you haven't actually embodied it yourself so i'm really clear that i allow a few select people into my inner circle to influence how i think and then i just you know i focus on what it is that i want to create and then who's already done that can that can help me streamline that process
1: so who is the ideal client for you where can they find out more about you and what would be the first steps that you'd want them to take
0: Yeah. Ideal client women who are ready to get unstuck. So women who feel like they are spinning their cycle, you know, spin in a spin cycle in regards to a goal that they really want. And, you know, I love working with women who are professional women who have a big vision for their lives, but need support, putting a voice on it or believing in themselves to make it happen. And we work with women anywhere between like our main is, main age range is anywhere between 30 and 70. We've had women in the retirement come and retire with us, go through a retirement and then start a coaching business because they feel like they cracked the code and they want to support other women. But women who are ready to get unstuck, who are who don't wanna keep you know, wasting away their days, not feeling as if they're getting ahead. And first and foremost, we get to focus on them, we get to shift the mindset and then get to open up that next level of what's possible from here. So, kerrytipadino.com. But that, that gift that I said, it's ownyourrituals.com. That's a great first place to start is ownyourrituals.com. And that's just going to really help our friends start to bookend their days. If you're just like your alarms going off and you're hitting it four times, five times, three times, and you're, you're waking up, not really jazzed and excited about your life, then it's going to be a difficult life, right? So, What I would love, Own Your Rituals is a great place to start because it gets you excited about your day. We build a foundation there. We build strength up in you, pour strength into you, and then you get to go and you get to to champion your day from there on.
1: Well, Carrie, thank you so, so much for your time today. This has been absolutely fascinating and riveting for me. For those of you at home, I hope this has been uh, great for you as well. Please like and subscribe and share this with a friend. And I'll see you guys next week. Want to learn the tricks of our trade we have them all laid out in our courses on Harmon brothers university this isn't surface level stuff here this is our entire playbook all our secrets laid out in full the same training we give our own employees you'll find courses on ad buying writing video scripts to sell your product or service creating the kind of large production ads we're known for even making short ads using nothing but your cell phone. If you're looking to use video marketing to take your business to the next level, Harman Brothers University has the course for you. Our students have seen incredible growth in their businesses by implementing what they learned in our courses. Take these reviews as living proof. We've now got multiple campaigns that are in the millions of views and in the multiple millions of dollars in sales. Within a week, we're close to 10 million views, over a million in sales, And most impressively, we've covered 100% of the production costs in the first 24 hours of releasing it. We saw immediate results. Sales went up 10x the first day. The first video we did is over 30 million views. The most customers that we've ever acquired in a single month. I think we had about 26,000 new
0: customers. Go to
1: harmanbrothersuniversity.com to start accelerating your business's
0: growth with video.